You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Acts 6-1 through 8-3, 78 verses today. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenaeus, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed, and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenes, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against the holy place and the law. For we've heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran. And he said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land that I'll show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land into which you're now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give him a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. But I will come and judge the nation that they serve, said God. And after that, they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave them the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and all of his household. 
Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our fathers out on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to the brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. And Joseph set up, sent and summoned Jacob and his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, till there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born. He was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, your brothers, why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? You want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled, became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and he drew near to look. Now came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. And then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. I've surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their groaning, and I've come down to deliver them. And now, come, I'll send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of our, the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt, in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside. And in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to the worship of the host of heaven. As it's written in the book of the prophets, Did you bring me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch and the star of your god, Rephan, the images that you made to worship, and I'll send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent in the wilderness, of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers, in turn, brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. 
So it was until the days of David who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hands make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you've now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged and, the ground, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. They were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church, and entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. the church continues to grow and multiply as we will continue to see throughout the book of Acts. And if you can remember all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, uh, this particular episode, before Stephen started talking, there was a complaint from the Hellenists, the Greeks, the the Gentile Christians against the Jews, the Jewish Christians, against the the Hebrews, because the Gentiles were being neglected, the, the widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And so, the 12 apostles say this we this is not this can't stand the church is just getting started and we can't have factions that is the opposite of what christ would have he wants unity in his church and so they stand up and they appoint seven seven actually hellenistic men who are qualified these are the deacons they 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 are qualified men deacon is a as a word picture in hebrew or uh, greek where it's it's kind of the the stirring up of dust as you're running to do something and that's what these guys are doing they're making sure that these are these are some righteous guys and they're responsible they're well spoken of and they're going to make sure that the hellenists and the, and the and the hebrews get the food that they need in order to survive so problem solved the church doesn't split good things happen and the church continues to grow because of it and then a guy by the name of Stephen who is one of those seven he comes and he is put to the test uh, he's captured he is put kind of on trial and he gives this beautiful uh, eloquent explanation of the history of Israel 
he is able to expound on everything that is going on or everything that has happened and and what he does though which is very clever is that he continues to point out that the fathers who thought they were good guys kept on disobeying god throughout the story and so you have the brothers of joseph all of them they sell joseph into slavery you have the israelites who reject moses time and again and and then you have moses and so and then so they're all listening until the end when Stephen says, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ear. So yeah, you have the covenant, you've done the external marking, but your heart and your ears are, are uncircumcised. You need, you're not obeying the Lord. You're not listening to him. You're continuing to reject him just like your fathers did. You who received the law as delivered by angels and yet did not keep it. And they became enraged. And Stephen becomes the first martyr. Now, if you remember back to the last time, to yesterday's podcast, the Peter and John were accused of filling Jerusalem with the with the teaching. And if you remember at the beginning of the book of Acts, this is going to go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. And so Jerusalem is filled. And the way that God is going to cause the gospel to reach outside of Jerusalem is by bringing persecution against the church within the Jerusalem. And so we're beginning to see the, 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 that happen. We're beginning to see the, the start of the persecution of the church within Jerusalem, which is going to cause the church to spread out to Samaria and Judea and ultimately to the ends of the earth. And so Saul, we're introduced to here at the end, ravaging the church, entering house after house, dragging off men and women and committing them to prison. A lot of times we'll hear that Saul was a murderer. Uh, we don't see, I don't see him um, presented as a murderer. He was certainly a zealous Jewish man, Pharisee, uh, who was uh, using the law uh, to do what he thought was the right thing. I think that he was, I mean, he, obviously he, he would say that he was dead wrong too. But he didn't personally kill anybody. He was imprisoning people. He was doing everything that he could to squash this rebellion. Now, Saul approved of the execution of Stephen. So, while he wasn't getting his hands dirty, uh, and so I don't know if we can call him a murderer, but maybe we can, the same way we call King David a murderer, even though he didn't get his hands dirty. It's up for debate. But anyway, Saul was ravaging the church, long story short, entering house after house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. And that's where it ends today. It's a tough place to end. So, uh, as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he's like and what does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.